The holidays aren't a sleigh bells and mistletoe. They're also airports, shopping malls and dining tables crowded with people. So, uh, some you're glad to see only once a year. Give yourself the ultimate gift of a stress-free holiday with Next Evo Naturals, fast-absorbing CBD products. Next Evo's stress CBD complex gummies and clinically proven to have four times better absorption than the standard CBD. No other CBD brand can promise that. I had some people over for the holidays, bloody family and friends, <laughs> which is normally pretty stressful, but I popped some uh, Next Evo CBD gummies and before that, yeah, I just started to like the people. Yeah, you feel stress-free. started to like them. They go, it's totally stress-free. Yeah. Next Evo Smart Absorb technology delivers CBD to your system in, in as little as 10 minutes, unlike other CBD brands. Regular CBD oil works more slowly because of how our bodies process oil-based ingredients compared to water-soluble supplements. And regular CBD only activates 2 to 10% absorption. So over 90% of what you're taking goes to the waste. Nothing. Smartzorb upgrades CBD's natural absorbent power. It's scientifically formulated to deliver more CBD fast. The only brand, brand clinically proven to deliver 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. Help fight holiday stress with Next Evo's Natural Stress CBD Complex Gummy featuring ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Clinically proven to reduce stress by 70%. Ashwagandha and CBD <laughs> work together to sort <laughs> to target the source of rising stress hormones like cortisol. Cortisol. Next Evo is the only brand that combines a natural patented Home whole plant ashwagandha that's eight times more powerful than regular ashwagandha. Believe me, than regular <laughs> ashwagandha and their hundred percent U.S. hemp-driven smart-sorbed CBD with four times absorption than standard CBD. That's wild. Get smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to twenty-five percent off subscription orders. Of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast. Promo code IDK. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com slash podcast. Promo code IDK. Bing Crosby. Chandler Bing. The webpage Bing. Are they all the same thing? No. But you may find that out, and I don't know about that with Jim Jeffries. Wow. I timed it yeah, yeah. beautifully. You've never given the actual answer. No, you were like, <laughs> don't need to tune in for that no, episode. No, 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 they're not the same thing. Yeah. You can three, turn this off now because no. <laughs> they're three different things. One of them's a real person who's dead. One of them's a fictional character. And another one's a web page that helps you find things that no one really uses. I didn't know that was Chandler's last name. Chandler yeah, Bing. Yeah, of course. I don't. I wasn't a huge Friends person. I wasn't don't, either. Of course, that. But everybody me, like, knows that. No, no, they don't. I'm, I'm somebody. Everyone knows that. Hey, we got gigs. We're back. We're back, people. We're doing comedy. Me and Forrest are going to be doing some comedy for you if you live in Arizona. Fe- Phoenix. Ah, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to be specific. It's a big state. No, you can drive to it. We're, dri- <laughs> we're, we're driving there. You're not even in the same state. I'm but not ready to get back on a plane. If you, so, if so you live in New Mexico, you could go to it too then, I guess, if you want to drive. We're at New sta- York? Why not? <laughs> we're at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, 
um, on the from uh, from the seventeenth to the nineteenth of December. So, uh, so, have you got Christmas plans? You want to come and watch some comedy? <laughs> I haven't I haven't done comedy really since February. Now you're selling it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give it all my stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna write some jokes for you. I'm gonna work really hard. Uh, I, I'm gonna put my best effort in. So come and see that. Stand up live is the name stand, of the club. Stand up live, and I don't think it's going to be too expensive or anything. That mean for us, gonna, we'll play some golf. We'll go out there. Yeah. Tell some jokes, have a drive. Uh, I wonder how many arguments we'll have in the car trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and me? Yeah. I don't think we argue that much. Not in car trips, no. No. <laughs> no, no there are there specific places that you guys argue? Oh, yeah. In my house, we have arguments every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. We yes. have I think most of our arguments are on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah in no, real life. In real uh, life, we don't argue yeah, too yeah. much. It's all... It's all yeah. Uh, so the election, uh, right now we're recording it. The election hasn't been decided. It's the right. day after the election. It's the day after the election. This is so, what we do on this podcast. So, <laughs> the time this comes out, everything will have gone. So, so, so edit, this, edit this properly. <laughs> well done, Joe Biden. I voted for you. <laughs> well done, Donald Trump. I voted for you. <laughs> so yeah, you one, of, one of them will go in. You know, one of them will go in. People will be happy with me on whatever base. Typical They're... California, voting for both of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, it's a, it's, it's a good system. We had the Electoral College thing. And that's all I thought about watching the election. It's is just stupid. like just a popular vote. Again, this will be dated. This'll the be the, the Electoral College is the dumbest fucking... I got like family members calling me up going... I don't get what's going on yeah. because now the world's sort of invested in this election. So the world sort of, and we're always invested, but at the end of the night we go, oh, he won. Oh, he, she, never she won. That's never happened. <laughs> never. I, was going to, I, was, I was about to go, we go, he won, she won. No, we've never done that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, now people are going, what's going on? About You get 16 for over there listen and 10 to our and podcast. 5 and all that type of stuff. That's family members of mine who don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we explained I, it. I guarantee you didn't send them the link to it either. No, it's no, no. a lot of work. I don't like being on the internet. He doesn't know where to find it. Yeah, I don't know where to find it. You wouldn't have to send a link to the podcast. You... I know how to copy and paste. You hold your finger down on your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I open my laptop about oh, three times a year. And it's always when I have to do a money transfer because the bank won't let you do it through the app. And it's normally uh, normally Jack, and I'm like, Jack, where's the power cord that plugs into this thing? I'm fucking an old man, man. Yeah, but I'm I'm very familiar with you sending links, and most of the time it's a screenshot. I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? And you just screenshot it. You go, find that. There's no links. I'm like, it's so easy. I'm an old man. Here's here's the story I'm talking about. Okay. my school had one computer. Give me a fucking break. We had one. We all had to use it, and, like learn on it individually. How to and type the... and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. All that. Uh, comment world, Jack. Do you want to do comment world? Comment world. Comment world. That was made by some guy named Dave. Dave. Hey, thanks, Dave. Yeah, Dave's no. angry. Yeah, just... <laughs> Dave's wife's upset all the time, isn't it? What are you doing in the basement, Dave? <laughs> Just bashing pans together. <laughs> Common World. What is that? It's from Wayne's World. It's the Wayne's World type of song. I know. It's just whatever. Mm. Um, first comment. Um, starting strong. I don't understand this one. I'll show it to you guys for the extra value. It just Send says, me a link. Just says Borf. Borf? Borf period. Mm. And did you Google what Borf means? Nope. Bored of something fuck. It'll be something like that. Borf. 
Why didn't you Google what Borf meant? I don't think it means anything. It was like the first comment yeah, I went on the podcast. What does Borf stand for? Now I'm going to have to Google. But it wasn't all caps. Borf. Yeah, Urban Dictionary, Borf. Here we are. Borf, here we another go. game yeah. we play on unsolicited. Yeah. <laughs> Borf was a graffiti campaign seen in and around Washington, D.C. during 2004 and 2005, carried out by John Tzombiskos or something, mm. while studying at the Coronado College of Art and Design. Yeah, it also says at WebsterDictionary.org to unceremoniously disconnect someone from a system without prior warning. <laughs> Fucking Borf. I got Borfed last week. Yeah, 10 years after the Borf campaign. It's been 10 years. Oh, that campaign. Was, oh, no, that was in 2015. It had been 10 years. It's been it's been 15 years since the Borf campaign. <laughs> Borf's back, baby. I think it was a character on, on Star Trek, too. Wasn't there a guy named Borf? I've no idea. There was Alf, but that was, uh, a, that was a puppet. From what, from what I can tell, Borf is your poor man's Banksy. He does the stencils. Mm. And you go, you Borf. go... Yeah, Borf is Borf is the Pepsi. To, oh, to, right? Wow. Right? Wow. So it's like it's I like, understand that reference. Yeah, so it's like it's uh, like you go. Oh, I've got an original Borf in my house. <laughs> Wait, there was a guy named Worf on Star Trek. Sorry, yeah, Worf. Gotta... Yeah, Morf. Worf. Yeah, Worf. Oh, Torf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there was Worf on Star Trek. I have a feeling Borf. this comment has nothing to do with any of these things. I think someone's an idiot and posted Borf. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a noise you would make. <laughs> What's that? We talked about an onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. yeah Borf. Yeah. Someone, someone fall over. So it's like a, a vomit sound. Yeah, Borf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Borf is when you vomit into your mouth and swallow it again. Mm, there we go. <laughs> it doesn't come up. And that's how this guy feels when he watches this podcast, <laughs> apparently. Borf. <laughs> <laughs> um. This comment says, Forrest sounds, like, Forrest sounds, looks, and sounds like if you poked him, he would growl at you. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I mean, if you poked anyone, they'd growl at you. Mm. Wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't growl? They got poked. It if, just gets if, poked. And if you made out. like a forest doll that had one of those strings that you have to pull and then it goes back in. Do they make those toys? Yeah, uh, yeah. probably. It feels like probably an old school. No, they, there's a button on them now. Yeah, there's just a button, yeah. but I used to like the one where you pulled the cord and yeah. the cord went back in and you'd pull one from Forrest and you'd be like, eh, I don't know. It's, that's, just the, <laughs> that's just the winding motor inside of it. The yeah, yeah. People would be like, oh, my Forrest doll's broken. And they go, no, no, it's working perfectly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of kids got strangled on that string. <laughs> Um, Someone named Hung Lo says... um, Yeah, I don't think his name's Hung Lo. (laughs) I don't think his name's Hung Lo. There's there's no Asian fella called Hung Lo, and that's not an Asian penis thing. Shut up. I'm just saying that no one's called Hung... No one said anything. Yeah, well, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So Hung Lo said, I can tell Jack isn't getting any action from his voice because it's also my voice. Ah. And is your screen name Hung Lo? It is. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> I think your voice is quite delightful. Really? Yeah. I'd, if I was a girl, I'd, I'd fuck that voice. <laughs> All right. Morph. What I'm saying Morph. <laughs> <laughs> This new headband thing you're going through where you're just wearing headbands. earlier. It's anytime he has long hair, it's, it's the, long hair. the hippie. It's the hippie. Grateful Dead headband yeah. too on top of it. It's true. Uh, so for the Andrew Yang podcast, a lot of the Yang gang come out, came out, a lot of people, um, they said, 
Uh, I'm one of the Yang Gang. I'm happy that following Andrew has led me to Jim Jeffries. I'm now a subscriber. Yeah. All right, Yang Gang. Does it yeah. again. Yang Gang. We got him. Math. That's extra we, subscriber. We give, we give universal <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Math. You More can, people. You universal basic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we give basic podcasts. We really do. You don't get more basic than this. Borf. You learn a little bit, you laugh a little bit, you borf. Yeah. Um, you borf some, a lot. I laughed, I cried, I borf. <laughs> do we have to make t shirts now that say borf? I think so. Thank you, commenter. I'll give him credit in a second. Uh someone said Jim should be Andrew Yang's anger translator when he's president. Anger trend. Oh, like out of the Kim Peel. Yeah. Peel. yeah. yeah. I, I, look, I need a. Uh, it, that means that I, I would be angry for him. Yeah. 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 All so, right. Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Look, it's fucking. It's free fucking money, you cunts. <laughs> yeah. Just take it. It doesn't mean you're a communist. Just fuck off. <laughs> I mean, you got the job. Yeah. All he's got to do is become president, and that's so easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Next. I uh, I heard the comment about Kelly's blonde hair and had to come and look. I was sure she was black. Lol. Oh, really? What? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if your voice sounds. I, I mean, there, were some, there were some comments that said I sounded like Bill Burr's wife. Right. Okay. Mm. But um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not black. No. People what? have said that about me too. Really? Not on this podcast, oh, can, but yeah. people that have never met me that I've initially met over the phone. Like a lot of comics, I had talked to them when they were like coming to Florida to do gigs that I'd never met. And then I'd meet them. And then I'd, be, I'd help them get gigs. And then I'd meet them. And they're like, oh, now you're black. I was like, well, okay. Well. No one's <laughs> ever mistaken me for black. <laughs> <laughs> right. I look exactly like I sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got some location updates, people saying where they're listening from. Uh, someone says they're listening from Wales, not the animal. Yeah. They wanted to specify. Uh, well, Wales is just part of Great Britain. And then they'll go, no, it's not. We're lovey-dovey. We have our own flag. <laughs> we have our own flag with a dragon. Is that how they sound? Yeah. I, I, I do the Welsh voice, and then I start sounding Indian. It's very difficult. Mm, it yeah. slips in and out. I was thinking it was like Danish they have their, They have their own language. If you ever, like, okay, there's like a train station that has I don't know, like tw it's the longest word in the world. It has like twenty eight or thirty oh, something letters, picture, and yeah. like and they do like like they they triple down on L's. They go like L L L L Y J L L L H Y a flingui. I've seen that <laughs> a flinger to flanger flingui station, <laughs> and they have their own accent. That that I once got a speeding ticket in Wales. And they give you the, like, it's a dying language. There's like a thousand people who speak it. No, no I know someone else is going to write in and they're going to go, no, no we all There's speak 2, it. Yeah, well, you're understanding me right now, so shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> so, but anyway, so they sent me the speeding fine and then they had the option of fucking, you could, you could write it in whale, Welsh oh. or you could write it in English. And I had a Welsh friend and I got them to fill in the ticket in Welsh, all the information, <laughs> right? And then they sent it back to me going, can you just do it in English? <laughs> uh, someone else is from the Netherlands. Oh, that's Holland. Mm. See, the, the Netherlands, that's one of those places, right? You got you, 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 Holland, the Netherlands, and then you're Dutch, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, pick pick one of them, will you? It's also it's also it's like oh we call it the Netherlands you call it Holland it's like it's like how Germany calls it Deutschland yeah if you want to call it Deutschland I'll call it Deutschland right. I don't have to have my special word 
You name it what you like, and I'll fall in line. It's like gender pronouns. Yeah, whatever a, you want to be called. Whatever you want to be fine called. That. Deutschland. No, no, the, the Netherlands sounds like something like out of J.K. Rowling's book or something. Yeah, it doesn't even sound bad. like a real place. The Netherlands <laughs> sounds inappropriate. But then it sounds bad. Like you don't go to the Netherlands, you'll die. But then they're called the Dutch. Well, they are Dutch. Yeah, but the, the, the place isn't called Dutch. No, but I'm Australian, but I come from Australia. You're yeah. American. You come from America, right? I prefer to be Slow called down, Uni- United Statesian. Yeah, so, I like to be called. so so they should be called like Dutchlands, uh, Hollylanders. Mm, uh, yeah. I like that one. Hollylanders, Hollysians, Hollysian. Yeah. Mm, that yeah, sounds like Hallisians. a medical problem, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My skin just fell off because of all the Hollysians. <laughs> yeah. Netherlandians. There you go. Here we go. I'll give you. What do you, what, do you, what do you call someone? <laughs> what do you call someone from LA? Angelino. Angelino. Okay. There's one. What do you call someone from Sydney? Sydneyer. Sydney cider. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Sydney, Sydney cider That's is what we call. And these are the weirdest one. What do you call someone from Western Australia? Uh, uh, illiterate. A sand a sand groper. A oh. sand groper? That's that sounds so bad. Yeah, Google, bad. Tell me I'm wrong. Sand. Even from Perth? Yep, sand gropers. Oh. Sand groper might come with some weird options, Kelly. I know. I'm <laughs> sand groper. Yeah, yeah. Look it up on the right website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You're going to seem racist now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're setting me up. Uh, yeah, if you went, ah, oh, these bloody sand oh, gropers. Oh, it's one word. Yeah, sand um, groper, one word. Well, first of all, they are an insect, but then it does say um, a Western Australian. Wow. And Western Australian is called a sand groper. Do they want to be called sand gropers? I think they like it. I mean, they're... <laughs> I, think they, I think they enjoy it. I think they think it's a fun thing to say at parties. This is what a sand groper oh, I'm a sand is. groper. Oh, it's a disgusting it's insect. It's horrible. I don't think this is a good name to have. Let me throw it up on is that like magnified? I don't, I don't know. It's a wholly subterranean larviform insect. That may grow up to seven centimeters. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty big. I'm a, no thanks. I'm a Sydney cider. Sydney cider. Sydney cider. This last person says they're listening from Tehran, Iran. Oh, oh I, I didn't know they still let the podcast into there. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the internet. Tehran, Iran. Yeah, they they're allowed all stuff. Are we do we in uh, Iran? Yeah, yeah, they have the internet. Yeah, but uh, like, you know how, like, are we, is this thing broadcasted in China? Yeah. Are we broadcasted in North Korea? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If, you, if you're listening in North Korea. I feel like Kim Jong-un probably listens. Yeah. yeah. Listen how you doing, I'm, Kim? I'm going to wear my Kim Jong-un shirt next time. <laughs> how you doing, Kimmy? I really do have one. <laughs> uh... This is a compliment we got. I'm going to read it verbatim. <laughs> the way that Jack just said it, it's like, it's one of those rare things <laughs> you find out in the wild. Very rarely seen. Compliments. It's actually from eight weeks ago. He <laughs> just found it. It's actually from my mom. Uh, it's not. It's uh, from a YouTube comment. It says, the best show on YouTube. I can seat down and listen for hours to Jim talk about anything. By the way, we and episode on porn. Ah, good, mm. good. Mm-hmm. Did I tell this story about my mother's what? Instagram account? <laughs> no, I don't think okay, so. This is, this is funny, right? So my mother passed away. That's not the funny bit. But <laughs> you my, might have told this, but you can tell it. My, my mother passed away, and uh, she had an Instagram account that you, she used to just like. You know, I've told the bit where she liked yeah. mean things about me. This is not that, right? So my mother would – she followed me. She followed my brothers. She followed all of her grandchildren. She would like and comment on all their photos and all that type of stuff. Every time one of my my nieces put up a picture, my mum would put a comment underneath. 
Anyway, uh, that account lay dormant. You know, my mother died. And then all of a sudden, it just uh, about a month ago, it came back to life out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, started liking Instagram sluts oh, and, uh, and, and models and stuff like this. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on with mum's account? It's, now, it's good. now it's following all, the, all these porn stars and stuff like that. My father inherited uh, my mother's phone. He doesn't know how to sign up a new uh, Instagram account, but he's just pressed on the app and he started following some pretty shady women. I just love it. I love the thought that somewhere on Instagram there's like a girl, the girl's picture and it says, Nice tits, sweetie. Like he's just the, the photo is still like a picture of my mother reading a book to, to my son when he was like two. Right. Oh it's like this little old grandma and she posted a couple of pictures of dogs and now she follows someone called Sheila Bangs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fun I'd stuff. lick your asshole. That, that that reminds me that that there's that story we were gonna that you have never gotten around to tell. But yeah, we, someone we, 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 some of the comment they said, and God, the blue balls they are giving us with this story <laughs> that keeps seemingly pushing. Jeez, real damn teases. Uh, okay, I got I got well, we Yeah, we got. I got to sell some products. Come and read, come and see us in Arizona. We're gonna read ads right now, and then we'll we'll do that story. Oh, great! All right, next week. All right, this Black Friday. If you're on the hunt for men essentials, which I always am on Black Friday. Black Friday is when I'm always hunting for me men's essentials. For yourself or as a gift. That's when you buy your gifts. The only place you need to shop is Mac Weldon. Right now, Mac Weldon is offering an exclusive all-black pack, which includes a t-shirt, underwear, socks, inside of a packable backpack. So you get the backpack. It's got your socks, your underwear, your t-shirt. You don't have to buy any other clothes. You got a full outfit there. <laughs> Maybe a pair of pants. Bring yeah. some bring some jeans. The all black pack comes with more than $150 worth of products, but on Black Friday, you can get it all just for 98 bucks. Whoa. That's a saving of, let me do it. $52. $52 in your back pocket. And we could all do with a bit of change right now. In these COVID-y times. Mac Weldon has a totally free loyalty program. Level one gets you free shipping for life. That, that's just level one. Free shipping for life. You never have to pay for shipping. Well, once you reach level two by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. So everything, everything's cheaper. And all you have to do is buy 200 bucks worth of stuff. You're going to do that anyway. You get, a, you get one of these backpacks. And then you buy another backpack for your mate, you're still $4 short, buy a pair of socks, off you are, level two. They also want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. They don't want you to send them back. You just keep them. Do you, buy, do you have Mac Weldon stuff? Yeah. What do you I, got? I think it, I, I don't, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like I have a mask that I got from Mac Weldon too, but I'm not sure. But I had, I got some underwear and a t-shirt before we had this as a sponsor i bought them one time like they were they got to me somewhere they, they advertised to me i bought it but now i gotta use our code well you should get the all black pack for just 98 dollars while supplies last visit macweldoncom slash i don't know and enter the promo code i don't know someone obviously had already taken jim 
Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's no with a K. It's the different one. Yeah, and you don't don't need the apostrophe or whatever that's called. No apostrophe. All just one word. I don't know. You'll also get 20% off your first order. So you don't have to spend the 200 bucks. You'll just get get it right now with our promo code, I don't know. That's macweldon.com slash I don't know. Promo code, I don't know, for 20% off and the all black pack for 98 bucks. Thanks, Mac. All right, it's the holiday season. Yeah, the Christmas trees are up. The turkeys in the oven. What have you got to be thankful? I'll tell you what you got to be thankful for. Ship station, <laughs> right? And holiday shoppers are buying more stuff online than ever before. If you're an online seller and you're struggling to keep up, get your ship together with Ship Station. When you're selling online, getting a massive amount of orders out quick, quickly can be tough. Which shipping carrier should you use? Are you getting the best rates? Will it be delivered on time. That's why my choice is ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders in just a few clickety clicks. You're managing orders, printing out discounts, shipping labels, and getting your products out fast. The result, happier holidays for all your customers. ShipStation works with all your major carriers, including your USPS, your FedEx, UPS, even international. That means overseas, Kelly. Wow. Oh, thank you. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution every time. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, I don't know about that with Jim Jeffries listeners, can try ShipStation free. Do it for free for 60 days. That's two months, depending what months you start to do. It could be a little bit under, a little bit over. If you get in February, you're going to really rock it out. Leave here. (laughs) 60 days, free. When you use the code JIM, J-I-M, make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Jim. That's ShipStation.com and enter the code Jim. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. You didn't ask me about my Etsy store, my Etsy rock star. Have you so. got you got an Etsy rock star? Yeah. Uh, no, I had a rock store, oh. but now it's a knickknack store. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's you going well. It. I use ShipStation. We'll just leave that at the end. Yeah, leave that in the end. Yeah, it's, we're good. That was a good read. Jim code, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Jimmy code. You get two months free. What do you want? Hey, Forrest. Hey. Hey. How you doing, man? I'm very good. It's funny to see you here. <laughs> Do you ever use incognito mode when you're looking for something on the online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, when I'm getting plane tickets, yeah. I go there because they'll, they'll, they'll keep your information and this charge you more for the tickets. No, that doesn't work. Let me tell you something. Oh. Incognito mode does not hide all your activity. It, it doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. The internet service provider can still see every single website you have ever visited. It's not good for you, too. That's yeah. why. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. And what's that? Good, good question. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you get your internet from. Internet service providers in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. Mm. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking. And then the internet yeah. is advertising products to me. You know I've what I mean? I've thinking about stuff. No, that, that happens. They've, they've proven that that happens. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure services so your internet service provider can't see the sites you visited. ExpressVPN 
also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. You won't even realize you have ExpressVPN on. You, it's not intrusive. It runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. Bang. Bang. Tap the button. Protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. That's your phones, your computers, your smart TV. That one's a tricky one. The TV's always listening to me yeah. and it's taken bloody notes and, and it knows how much of The Bachelor I watch. <laughs> Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash I don't know, and you can get an extra three months free on the one-year package. That'll give you 15 months. Dang. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash I don't know. ExpressVPN dot com slash I don't know to learn more. Okay. Uh, so let's introduce our guest now. Um, please welcome to the show, Robert Fitzpatrick. Robert Fitzpatrick. Yeah. All right. So you. Uh, how are you doing, Robert? I'm good. Thank you. Right. Nice to be here with you. Yes. All right. Um, this is a part of the show. Oh, we have, I keep forgetting we have music for us now. This is Judging a Book by its Cover. We have some yes, music. Though, yes, though. Yes, though. Yes, though. Judging a book by its cover. It's more effective if I stop saying that we have a song. All right. <laughs> Every week I'm like, we have a song, and then we play this song. It's very good. Uh, <laughs> Um, Imagine if they did that on Wheel of Fortune every time. <laughs> All right, we have some sound effects. Yeah, before we release the uh, the sentence, we have a song. <laughs> yeah, before the show starts, the theme song, like for any show. Now it's time for. The, they used to do it on the Gary Shandling show. Now's the time for the theme song. I think. Um, okay, uh, Robert. What we're gonna do is Jim's gonna try and guess what you're here to talk about. We're an expert in by asking some yes or no questions. He's certainly gonna look behind you. I don't know if that's gonna help him, but uh, I, I don't go think Jim. I, I don't think Robert's house is very telling of what his expertise is. He has no. a table behind him with one chair. I, I can't see the other side of the table. There might be another chair. I think there is. And yeah. I did see his wife walk around the background, so I don't think he, his specialty is living alone. No. Um, <laughs> no. No. He, he has a headset on him that makes him look like a gamer, but uh, I don't know if he's – I'm going to say video games is his expertise. We should do that one, though. That's a good one. Ask him some questions. Okay. Have you ever done a TED Talk, uh, Robert? Uh, no, I've never done a TED Talk, no. Uh, do, do you lecture people, like professionally, not just like, oh, you kids should pull your pants up? <laughs> like, do, do, do. I, I do a, a little bit of public speaking, but not not very much. That's not my thing to, to do public speaking, but I have on occasion. Yeah. Um, have, have you written any works of fiction? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Everything I've written is non nonfiction. Nonfiction. So, you, so you've written books. Uh, I've written books. Written yes. books. Um, are these books, uh, you things, uh, books that are you, are they are they textbooks? Um, no, not quite textbooks. Uh, they are instructive. Uh, they're educational, but they're you would not call them a textbook. Uh, are, are they historical? 
they include history for sure. There is a history element to the books, very important, but they would not be called history books. In fact, the books have a difficult time being placed. That's that's part of the issue is mm. uh, right, how to categorize it. How to categorize it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You want a hint? Yes. I, as always, I'm going to give you a hint that won't probably help you. Okay. <laughs> uh, think of, uh, this is going to be throwing you off track, but the, 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 he's an expert in the thing that has two words in it. And right. one of the words, Egypt. Think about mm, Egypt. Wow. Uh, I, wow. Ancient Egypt. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have given you the word no, Egypt. The, yeah, yeah, think about Egypt. The word is not Egypt. Oh, it's the words, related Yeah, there's Egypt. two words. That he, he's an expert in blank, blank. And oh, um, Egypt is your clue for the first word. Um, pyramids. Yeah, that's the first uh, word. Okay, pyramids. Um, ro uh, Roman pyramids. No, you have the first word. He's an expert in pyramid. Schemes. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> you judge the book by its cover. Yeah. 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 Not really. Yeah. Pyramid <laughs> schemes. With some hints. <laughs> yes. Like, like, uh, like Amway. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about it. I had, so, I, had, I had a lot of people try to sell me Am Amway oh, really? during the day. You get those old friends from school who ring you up. Yes. And they're just like this. Hey, we haven't talked for a while. How about we have coffee? And you're like, ah, oh, this guy, he was all right. He was such a prick in high school, but I'll have a coffee with him. And then he's like, Amway. And you're like, oh, man. Let me uh, properly introduce Robert. Robert Fitzpatrick. Sorry, Robert Fitzpatrick is the author of Ponzionomics. I think I said that right. Ponzionomics. Ponzionomics. Ponzi, yeah. Ponzi schemes. Okay. So what you do is yeah. you buy one of his books and then you tell some other friends and then they <laughs> buy the books. And then what happens is you, they get other people to, and we yeah. all get rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to start out because I messed up. Robert Fitzpatrick is the author <laughs> of Ponzionomics, the untold story of multi-level marketing. He is regarded as the foremost national expert on pyramid schemes disguised as sales companies. He has served as an expert witness in 33 court cases, including state and federal prosecutions against multi-level marketing pyramids, and he has provided uh, uh, he has provided consultation to many Wall Street investment firms for research into disguised pyramid schemes. Um, and there's some other stuff we'll include in here too. But if for more information, uh, you know, you can go to his Facebook page at Ponzinomics the book, and um, we'll put the book up there too. Uh, so if you are interested in buying it, learning more about pyramid schemes, we'll put a picture up there of Ponzinomics. And a link of where to get it. I'm pretty sure they can get it on Amazon and anywhere. I know it's coming out, but I think by the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be pretty close to coming out. So it'll be a brand new book. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Please tell us like how you got into this, because as we were talking yesterday, it's not something you can get a degree in, right? That's can't get a degree, no. And it's uh, not something anybody would intend to get involved in. So totally uh, happenstance, you know, fate. Um, uh, I have a background in business, which involves sales companies, distribution companies. I worked as a consultant in uh, channel management and that sort of thing. So I, I had some, let's say, preparation in the real business world. Um, but about uh, 25 years ago, mid 80s or so, yeah, more than that, longer than that, 35 years ago, um, I was invited by friends to join a, a pyramid scheme. I didn't know it was a pyramid scheme. It wasn't called a pyramid scheme. Um, they are since categorized as gifting schemes. Mm -hmm. This one was called the airplane game. Um, and essentially, it's a, it's a pyramid scheme, a recruiting scheme. You put in $1,500, and when eight new people come in, you get their $1,500 each. So you get $12,000 for the $1,500 you put in. And then, of course, they need each eight more people themselves. Right. So, uh, and then the 64 that they recruit, they need each eight more people. That's the way it works. And uh, this type of scheme, um, I was invited by friends. I got involved in it briefly. Um, and I tasted, I tasted that 
ecstasy, uh, that euphoria, that transformation of hope that people do experience when they have a glimpse of their life becoming completely changed due to money flowing into them. Mm. When it collapsed and was prosecuted by the police, <laughs> I sort of woke up. I had that and taste said, of prison. <laughs> yeah. And I woke up and uh, I was, you know, I was just an ant and I wasn't a, a leader or an instigator, but I woke up and said, how could this, how could I not have seen this? And what was that power? that came over us and it spread like a wildfire across South Florida where I lived at the time, but it was in many other states as well. And um, this fascinated me and I just had to understand it. When I went to research it, I discovered there's almost nothing written about pyramid schemes. And that eventually led to my writing a book. Okay. Uh, it took, wow. took a number of years and it took off from there. I was contacted by the media and then law firms and so on. From okay. there. And there's um, th just so everybody knows that th I didn't mention this is a website, Pyramid Scheme Alert. Put that in Google. Yeah, dot .org. It, it, do, or, do, dot .org, and there's a lot of resources on it there. It sounds help. very close to religion. Yeah. Like, like you meet one person, and you preach to those people, and they preach to other people, and mm. then we're all going to go in the – more like a cult, more maybe, yeah. which is an early religion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's what – cults are religions that haven't quite taken off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot of good buildings. Um, okay, so Robert, what we're going to do is I'm we're going to see what Jim knows or thinks he knows about pyramid schemes. I'm going to prod him along with some questions. At okay, the end, sounds of, like he knows quite a lot already. Yeah, I get that. Right, yes. yeah. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see how he does. And at the end of that, you're going to grade him on zero through ten uh, on accuracy. Kelly's going to grade him on confidence. I'm going to grade him, etc. Uh, if, if you score uh, twenty-one through thirty, I'll give you ten bucks. If you get eleven through twenty. Jack has to give me ten bucks, and then zero through ten, Jack and you both have to give me ten bucks. All right, and then we all get rich. <laughs> I don't know if that's a pyramid scheme, Wait, but it just sounds I, like okay. No, where you do I get money in this? No, nah, no, nah, you have to get three friends this, this to get bucks. the ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hate this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You have to get Luis to join. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the honey trap. You give us some legitimacy. <laughs> okay, uh, all right, Jim. Let's start. What is a pyramid scheme? Pyramid scheme is where one person tells you that you sell a product or an idea or, or buy something in something. And then if you get other people to do it, and it might be something like oh, a weight loss thing where well, we all do this or, or, or a makeup product or something like that. And then you sell the products under them and each person that you recruit, you get more money going along. And so there's the theory that, you know, People get caught out to this day by them, even though we know they're bad because they're going, well, someone's getting rich. It's just these other lazy people who didn't push the product hard enough, and that's why they didn't really, really do it. I'm not quite sure why it's illegal or if it is illegal. Well, um, but he said he, the, the police came, so there must be some uh, illegalities uh, involved. Okay. You said it's bad. Why is it bad? Um, because it rips off people, and it's uh, it's it's it's, it's giving taking from peter to give to paul you know so the money just keeps circling around and no one ever really gets it i never paying. understood that saying I, I don't know the bible so peter to paul oh i Who thought those guys no, I, I thought i thought that was the guy that kicked out of the beatles take away pete best and give it to paul mccartney that's where the saying comes from right okay. what what is Thanks, the, jack what is the difference uh between a pyramid scheme and a ponzi scheme um, I don't believe there is a difference. I believe that they're the same 
thing and they're just different names and i don't know what the where the word ponzi comes from or what hey. ponzi means <laughs> hey give me your money it's, it's when it's really cool the scheme like hey it's ponzi uh, ponzi ponzi oh yeah like ponzi kick the jukebox <laughs> a ponzi scheme like what's gonna happen is we'll come into my office it's a bathroom we'll talk about this <laughs> You guys are 15. <laughs> I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult who hangs out in a milk shop bar and I live in a studio apartment in Milwaukee. Yeah, listen to me. I've got ideas. Um, do you know what MLM is or what it stands for? Uh, Martin Luther Mike. <laughs> I mean, probably somebody has that monogram. Mike. Is it MLN? MLM. Mike is the last name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Martin, it is now. Martin Luther Mike. No, it's a, it's a, it's a three-pronged first name. <laughs> yeah, because ML, MLK K means Martin Luther King. Yeah, Martin yeah, yeah Luther we know Mike. that. Yeah, Martin well, Luther Well, I, I did mention it in, <laughs> in, in Robert's bio. I mentioned this 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 phrasing of words, MLM. No? Okay, we'll move on. MLN. Uh, is it the name of a company, an MLN? Like a... It's MLM. A, I have to tell L you what it is to ask M you the rest of the M questions. M L so. MLN? MLM. M. I, yeah. I have to tell you what it is to ask you the rest of the questions. It's multi-level marketing. Multi-level yeah. marketing, of course. So, okay. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like basically the, the the backbone of all this stuff. So, right. Martin Luther uh, Mike. Okay, how many people do you think are in, involved in MLMs, and like in like what countries do you think it's most prevalent? Um, I think it's probably most prevalent in capitalist societies. So I don't think you would you would get this happening in a communist country. Um, I think it feels like it's a white person activity. That might be. Racist of me to say, but it feels like it's 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 one of our things. <laughs> you, you're white. You can you can say it about yeah, white yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a white. We have point. enough time to figure I, it out. I think it's white. I don't, you know, I don't think Asians get involved in them, and I don't think it's happening in Nigeria. <laughs> I mean, what? That's uh, Nigeria. There's like, no scams in Nigeria. I don't know, but that's scams. But the, I know. But yeah, but, <laughs> but those scams aren't. They're they're like he's a prince and he needs the money. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. He does. His yeah. kingdom and all that type of stuff. Jeez, white people do have a propensity for cults. I feel like. Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah, yeah. yeah this... White people like the cults. We're also number one in serial killers. Mm, yeah. yeah. You can say what you want about white people, but geez, we're good serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how how long has it been around? Like, or when and when was it invented, or where? Do you know? Anything? Oh, I, like, I, what, I, what do you think the first one was? Or I, th I think the first one would have been first pyramid scheme. I reckon this would have been way back when someone was selling snake oil, and there was something that you sell this elixir, and then this sell. So I'm going to say the turn of the 20th century would have been when the Ponzi scheme came into. I like when you're very vague. Turn of the 20th century. Okay, yeah. all right, 1904. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Turn of the 20th century is fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're good, you're good. I just like the... Um, uh, and here in America, you think it was, or where do you think? Uh, no, I think the original one was in New Zealand, <laughs> and, and it was one bloke trying to sell off some sheep yeah. and saying, you get this one sheep, and they'll fucking, you'll get some more sheep. And none of them were rams, and they couldn't reproduce, and everyone got screwed. Yeah. That's the answer to say that I don't know where it originated. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe America. It feels like maybe something that happened in America in the 80s and not 1904. Yeah. <laughs> and 1904. <laughs> so... So when I say multi-level marketing, it it uh, this next see I should ask this question first. Why are multi-level marketings associated with pyramid schemes? Like, do you know what a multi-level marketing is? Like, do you because it's it's multi because it looks like a pyramid. So there's one person at the top, and okay. then there's two people, and then those two people split off into thing, and then they split off and they split off, and if you draw it, it would be a pyramid. All right. So it, it's it's getting down to the bottom. It's it's basically like trickle down economics, but in a weird way. All right. Can you name any notable pyramid schemes? 
um, at the risk of uh, being sued by these companies. But I believe... Uh, I think you can say whether you I, think it's I, multi-level I believe, marketing. I believe Amway. Okay. I believe um, Avon. I believe uh, probably... Um, there was a whole lot of things that they did with like like international phone cards. Um, they did uh, they do them with like health like like weight loss products and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm talking about this, and I'm I'm sure there's like a bigger thing that you can do. But I've had I've had Amway. That's the one that people try to sell to me. There's been one in the news lately because there's a person that's been in the news lately that is has been associated with one. No, I don't no? Know. okay, we'll talk I don't about. Know. It. Um, uh, who was the, the show is called I Don't Know About that. Yeah, yeah, no. We'll ask, we'll, ask, we'll ask a couple more questions and we'll get into it because um, Robert has a lot of information. All I know is this is what I do know. Yeah. This is what I do know. If anyone comes to you with a big opportunity, yeah. it's probably not real. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. Like, like hey. I found out anything good that I've done in business in my life, I've had to search out and research and do myself. No one It's never landed in my lap. So if anything seems too good to be true, it normally is. Yeah. No so NBC's ever... a pyramid scheme. Damn it, I yeah. knew it. <laughs> no. the, the original pyramid scheme, I, I'm going to take it back 4,000 years. 4,000, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. 4, yeah, it was uh, Jewish slaves and they were making pyramids. Uh, and they, yeah. were, they, were like, they were like, you get to live in these afterwards. Uh, you do, uh, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do, man. Yeah, you build our pyramid, then you get somebody else to build your pyramid. And that's, that's why things, that's yeah. why things uh, we get the word fair, something being not fair from the fair rows. Is that true? No. You just make that. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's confident. He's getting a 15 on yeah, confidence. Yeah, you're doing good on confidence. Um, uh, I asked you who Bernie Madoff was. Oh, yeah, Bernie Madoff. Well, he, he, I don't know if what he did was a Ponzi scheme, but he was telling, he was fiddling the books. And he was saying that, oh, this is how much money that your investments are doing, blah, 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 blah. And then he was paying off some investors by getting other people to invest into his company. You give me a quarter million dollars, you give me $2 million. And he paid off all those other people, 100000 each and all that type of stuff. And then he said, oh, the stock keeps rising. And what really caught him out was, was when there was the crash, Bernie was the only person who was still standing. And people were like, well, this seems a bit fucking weird. Yeah. And there was people who lost money in the Bernie, um, uh, what's his name, Bernie Madoff, um, Kevin Bacon had all really? of his money oh, in there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess with Bacon. Yeah, yeah. Like Ke- Kevin Bacon. He had to keep acting and doing bit part roles and stuff like that, and going fucking Bernie Madoff, the prick. <laughs> so, so, so somebody makes money, Adam. Right? That's what I was. Is, is, is just, anybody making money? Well, the the guy, the person who's running the scam, the person who runs the Ponzi scheme. But other than that, I think that other mid level people, high up people, can make money, and then it, as it trickles down lower and lower and lower, people are making less and less and less until there's people who are just being completely used to these for these fat cats at the top okay what is the eight ball model um it's it's where you go oh is this a good investment you shake it up (laughs) (laughs) and you you look at it and you go oh not at this time Hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. I really thought you were going to do a cocaine reference yeah, I thought for there. Sure but you do a cocaine you're, reference. Wow. You really, you always really... surprise me. Yeah, it's uh, three, three and a half grams or something. <laughs> Newly new fair. Um, uh, let's see here. A couple more questions. Has there been an increase or a decrease in pyramid schemes right now? Um, I, I'm going to say there's been a decrease because people know more about them. When people didn't know about them, and maybe the internet has made it easier to do, but it's also probably made it easier to uncover. 
So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, oh, no, the internet. I'm going to say an increase because of the bloody internet. The internet fucks everything. Okay. Increase. And then one last question. What are the legal repercussions for those running a pyramid scheme? Um, Prison. Mm -hmm. Uh, White collar crime. So white collar prison. For For all of them? Amway, I mean, if you're saying that. Well, see, this is what I don't know. Some of them must be legal pyramid schemes and some of them must be illegal pyramid schemes. Like maybe a Ponzi scheme is illegal and a pyramid scheme is legal. Okay. Like, I I don't know. I just feel like anything where you get into a room and you all punch the sky and you all go, yeah, and you go, and we're all going to do this and and someone gives a big speech and everyone's dancing around going, we're all going to get rich together. Getting rich is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard and you have to do it by yourself. There's no one's going to hand it to you. You have to figure out a way to do it. All right. Um all right, I think we're done for now. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to Robert. And, uh, I don't know how to increase my money. I don't know how to make it go up like a little bit, like 3% or something. <laughs> well, you got to sell some skincare. Apart, apart from that, I don't know how to double it and <laughs> shit like that. I know how to put it on red or black. That's really the option. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about gambling here, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Robert Fitzpatrick, how did Jim do on his knowledge of pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing on a scale of 0 to 10? Pretty good, huh? Ten's the best. Uh, ten's the best. Um, I would have to give him, a, Jim, about five. In fact, five, I'd be a little afraid if somebody presented a pyramid scheme dressed the way they usually are. You might not recognize it and um, could could be victimized. That's why, that's why I don't enter into any business things. And I, I got a money guy who I just... <laughs> I call him Bernie Madoff sometimes. I'm like, you fucking me, man. Like, I ring him up and he goes, no, this is good. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, there, uh, the thing is about pyramid schemes, uh, you know, I don't know about that, isn't quite the right term for pyramid schemes because it's this Mark Twain. I think Mark Twain's uh, uh, attributed to saying this. It's not the things we don't know that get us trouble. It's the things we do know that aren't true. So uh, in the case of pyramid schemes, it's uh, there's so much disinformation and fantasy and and so on out there, uh, fabricated stories about them. Most people have some concepts of what they are, but those turn out to be not true. So when the thing comes to them, they don't know. They don't recognize it you know, okay. because they think they think they do know. So there's a, a few things about it the, the, so jim the, better the be careful telling. is what you're saying yes yeah. yeah and here's the biggest distinction uh jim referred to legal and illegal pyramid schemes and um uh so that would imply that a pyramid scheme might actually be workable or uh, it depends either it means they're frauds that aren't prosecuted right. and then you would call it legal right. and that's true or they're frauds that are legal, but how could a fraud be legal? So, um, and that's that's kind of what we've all been conditioned to think that possibly this thing that doesn't really look like it could work, but because nobody's prosecuting it, must be legal. If it's legal, it must be viable, which means maybe it's a good deal, okay. and it's not a good deal for right. sure. All right, let's uh, let's see what Kelly gave Jim on confidence. Confidence was a fifteen. 15. Wow. Yeah, easy. <laughs> okay, that's a 20. Um, 
but I want some money, so I'm minus 15, zero to five. You and Jack only $10. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, sorry. We are now enrolled in Forest Pyramid Scheme. <laughs> yeah. I'm, now I, get three friends. <laughs> I sometimes wonder whether I'm running a pyramid scheme myself. Yeah. Like I get Jack to do something and then two of his friends come over and move furniture. And <laughs> yeah, but you pay Jack. Yeah, you pay. And you, I pay them. And then they pay them and then uh, uh, yeah. Jack, it's all going to come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, do, you promise him opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be president yeah. of the business one day. <laughs> you can't even see Jack, uh, Robert, because he's not on camera. That's the opportunities he's getting right now. Is <laughs> okay. A voice in the dark. So. Yeah. Um, you are the second highest employee in Nugget Productions. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I am second highest. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's only and two. And I'm thinking of retiring. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, okay so, uh, Jim, I, I said, I asked him what appearance game. He says, one person, what do you say? You get, you get some friends, sell, get a them, product, sell some products, get some more people. people off. I think yeah. this is one of the reasons I don't have a lot of friends. So, I think that's the reason that I've never really gotten involved in one of these things. They, yeah. they go, you just got to get four more people. I'm like, fuck, that's going to be hard. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> you <need more. laughs> Two of Jack's friends. I got a lot of friends. Yeah. So, what's, <laughs> that, what's the textbook dish definition of a pyramid scheme? Well, actually, that's not a bad definition uh, about it's an, what they call an endless chain. Hmm. You know, that you get money from recruiting three other people, you get their money. And you say, well, why would they give you their money? Well, because they can each recruit three and they get their money. Right. Um, but it's actually a linked chain. So not only do you get money from the three you recruit, you get money from the nine they recruited and the 27 they recruited and so on, the 81. So it's a linked and endless chain. Uh, the other thing that was good is you said it involves a product. A lot of people are misled into these schemes because they hear about a product, skincare, cosmetic, anti-aging, uh, weight loss powder, mm. something like that. So they say, well, how could it be a pyramid scheme? They're selling a product, um, but they're really not selling a product. What they're recruiting everybody, you know, they're recruiting people to join the chain. That's really where you make your money. That's the real promise. The but, but what happens? And selling. What happens when they sell the product? Don't they get income in from that? This is where I lose because because I understand the theory is that that if you get more people and they give you money, then they get more people and you they get money. It eventually has to end. The people at the bottom have to have no money, right, for everyone else to have money. But where does the money go from the products that are sold? Well, in other words, let's let's just say the money is just the the products are just a vehicle for transferring the money. In other words, instead of saying, "Hey, give me a hundred bucks, put it in an envelope, hand it to me," they say, "Here, you have to buy a hundred dollars worth of product every month." And built into that hundred dollars is usually about forty, fifty dollars that is transferred up the chain. Right. So it, it's it's just a vehicle for malandering the money transfer that's occurring here. Right. It's a prop. That's all it is. And it's part of the disguise to make it look like it's a selling business. But think about this. Uh, you know, we spoke about the Kelly, Kelly mentioned this about selling products. Could anybody today in the 21st century make a living selling some commodity product from their home on their own by themselves? Uh, I mean, how would you do it? And then for a company that is con constantly adding more and more salespeople in your area, and even urges you to go out and recruit other people 
who would become your competitors to do the same, right? So it's not real, that part of it, of being a, quote, retail seller, a direct seller. That's just the disguise to cover up what is really going on, which is an endless recruiting chain. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. When I do lose weight, when I am losing weight, I, I like herbal life. And I know that's in the realm of of these but multiple. But they sponsor the LA Galaxy. Yeah, but I mean, they're a company, yeah, but yeah. it's still like the thing. I, I didn't read this part in your bio, but I think you were on John Oliver talking about Herbal Life because he did a whole thing on Herbal Life, John Oliver did. And I think right. that's what you're on there for, Robert. That, yeah, but, well, he, he talked about multi-level marketing in oh, general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, and I should say that was uh, one other thing that kind of dragged uh, Jim's points down for me as yeah, yeah. uh, that about uh, the spread. Actually, um, it is an epidemic occurring worldwide on pyramid schemes through this type of pyramid selling. Over a thousand companies operating in the U.S. Asians are huge into these schemes. Oh, too. Right. <laughs> yes. In fact, everybody is. There's really no people ask me, who's the typical person to get in? Find me one who's not. But actually, I can find one who's not typical. And it is, and you would fit this, Jim, it's people who are engaged in something that, that they love doing, that they're good at doing, right. right? And they're successful at doing. So anybody doing that is kind of not tempted right. and therefore very seldom gets solicited, you know? And, and, they, and if they do get solicited, it's kind of like a joke. Like, well, why would I do that? I, I'm, I'm doing something, you know, that I'm that's doing well for me. Well, why are you telling me about selling skincare lotion or weight loss products? You know, it seems absurd. So, but overall it is spreading like wildfire and it does even better during bad times. Uh, so for example, it's actually booming right now during yeah. the pandemic because they're saying, hey, we have a business. You don't even have to leave your house. Well, and the idea is that you take control of your own life, you be your own boss and do all this stuff. So in a time like this, when people are like, well, shit, my job's gone. Here we go. I'm going to go get rich selling Herbalife. I, I, know exactly. a, I know a girl, though, and she sells like the, the weight loss things or whatever. And she's, she seems to be doing very well out of it, lives in a big house. And I talked to her and she goes, yeah, well, most people don't make any money, but some of us do. Is that correct that some people are successful at this and this is what brings people in like like same way gambling, there are professional gamblers. You wouldn't recommend anyone be a gambler, but there are people who make money out of it. Or is it just no one makes money in the long term? Um, about 1% per year hmm. makes some money and a small percent of 1% make uh, a lot of money. Over time though, remember the scheme is not running just one year. It runs year after year after year. The people at the bottom are churning over and over, quitting, new group joining, quitting, new group joining. So if you add it up, let's say five years, all the people that had joined Herbalife or any of these over a five year, how many of them made a, any money at all? It would be a tiny percent of a percent. So it isn't, I don't think it's, uh, it, it, it's a good description to say some make money, some don't. Mm. Virtually nobody makes money, right. but there are a few, a tiny few. The thing that's different about this, maybe a lot of people want to be NBA players. Not very many get to be NBA players. Well, I'm still do, think I can. I still think yeah, I can. Right. <laughs> the ones that do are, of course, yeah, extremely skilled, talented people in that uh, sport but in multi-level marketing that's not it's not a com- competition because the money that the one percent 
got is the money the 99% lost. Right. So they didn't outperform them. They just deceived them into joining a scheme that is designed so that only 1% can win. And how do they win? They have to have 99 others to lose. Right. That's that's the way it's designed. So it's elaborately disguised, but at the end of the day, that's exactly what is going on. The chain is passing money up the chain, and it's done in a formula so that only a tiny few. And, and are people are people yeah. just doing it over the internet now? Because I remember maybe even 15 years ago, people used to knock on my door all the time with these products, and I, I don't feel like that's happened a lot in the last, at least the last five years. Yeah, the, uh, it's gone much more uh, onto the internet, and uh, they, they don't really need so much for you to come to a house party. Um, you don't have to come to a big rally as much anymore. Um, they, they have very powerful tools on, on the internet. Uh, the internet, as you said, has at least provided information sources. When I first began investigating these, I, I was shocked to see there's, there's no information out there. There are no books. Mm. Um, there, there's really no, no information. It's just like a dead zone. Now there's more online, but there's also massively more disinformation, recruiting, solicitation, testimonials, and all that other stuff online. Was, was Tupperware one? Yes, Tupperware is a, um, and Tupperware, uh, by the way, the majority of Tupperware sales today aren't Tupperware. They're vitamins and other stuff too. Right. And uh, But Tupperware uh, was set up on the same thing. It's party plan, they call it. But it's still, you need, you make money not really holding those parties because how many of those can you hold? Right. But you get others to hold the party same thing they need others so it is still a chain uh, a chain scheme i never got but those end, parties but tupperware like, was arguably a very good product like so some of these products quite good yeah, like at the time tupperware was revolutionary right. because we was making food st stay longer and all that type of stuff don't leave food stay longer um, <laughs> i never got what the part like what's it going on at a tupperware part you put the food in here you close it what else is going on at that party <laughs> I, I, a lot of suburban I, women I, being I, like oh my god okay okay kelly I, as a woman, mm -hmm. right, have you ever been to one of those sex toy parties? They're always like, because I always hear they always, and you all sit around and you talk about vibrators or something like that. Have you been to one of those? I've never been to one, but some of my friends have, yeah. And those are multi-level marketing yeah. too. Yeah, they are. Oh, right. yep. I didn't even yes. realize. Oh, that's Dude. why they're basically all heard anytime of this. you gather with your friends, you're getting schemed into something. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't mind these schemes because it's the only time I get invited to a party. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even been invited to any of these things. Yeah. So. Screw. That's really sad. No one wants to scan me. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been invited to a lot of parties where people have asked me to bring products, uh, like alcohol and drugs, and then <laughs> no one buys anything off me, and then I give it all away. Is this a similar uh, type of thing? You're getting scammed but i don't, I don't think it <laughs> was right. called bad friends <laughs> so, some, something else you said too jim that uh, is uh, insightful too about you said i don't have very many friends well actually most people don't have a, a lot of friends at the level that you could go out and solicit money from them and get them to join but let's say you do find five people in your life and you and you tell them to get involved and they say but how how would i make money well you just find five well they might look around and say yeah but you're on my five 
and the five that you chose, three of them are my five too. Right, 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 right. So it's like MySpace all over again. It's a kind of an illusion that you know five could all get. It would just it's, spread ge it's, geometrically out. It, it's part of the part of the the delusion. It's, it's the not delusion a delusion. Is the whole idea too? Yeah. It's not a good scam for an antisocial grumpy fella. <laughs> no, I don't that, think so. I, I just was. I I never really thought about those quote unquote Tupperware parties where women are buying sex toys as a as a pyramid scheme until just now, but that means there's just a lot of lonely, sad women with a house full of I dildos. Think, yeah, I think, you have to buy $100 worth of dildos a month. I, I think maybe my mother sold Tupperware. I think. Dildos? No, 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 uh, Tupperware. Oh, actual Tupperware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, like, wow, I, think I, she, I think she did one of those parties or something. I, I have a vague memory of something that happened for like six months in my childhood, you know, yeah. and it, it stopped. But it's, it, I, you know, look. That's, I, that's part of the I, epidemic I, I was speaking I don't have about. the chutzpah to fucking call people up to invite them. 100%, like, do, yeah. Do you ring them up and say it's just a party and then surprise them with like, because they have the lingerie ones and all that type of stuff. Like, I can't imagine like Forrest doing it. Yeah, far, far Andre, as, you you wouldn't be good at this. Yeah, this, I mean that, yeah. that that's crazy. It's like you, anytime, you'd be like, come on, wait, wait, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Buy it, it's good. Buy it. It's anytime good. I get a, a message on Facebook <laughs> from somebody I haven't talked to in ten years, I know that they're inviting me to one of these things, and I feel like that you have to have a lot of balls to reach out to somebody that you don't have a relationship with at all and be like, by the way, buy this thing. Yeah, but we I could never do that. We do ads on here, but that we don't. Okay, yeah, we don't so, we don't solicit any money though. From Use code Jim. <laughs> um, all right, I asked Jim uh, what's the difference between a Ponzi scheme and a, a pyramid scheme. I also asked him what MLM stands for. Martin Luther Mike will be correct on that. So that was, um, that was where he got can, the five points. Can you just yeah, that, yeah. that, that lowered the score. Yeah. 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 Martin Luther Mike. It's like the I had a product. <laughs> I have a product. Yeah. I have a product. <laughs> Where you yeah, all I, buy products, I don't know the rest of the speech. That's all you know. <laughs> Where our Tupperware well, won't be judged on its sealness. On the, yeah, on the character of its content, yeah. but actually the food that can go inside of it. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so uh, is it different than a Ponzi scheme? And then, and then also... I, you sort of talked on about it, but like, where did it, where was the first one, and where did it start? He said New Zealand and sheep. I know he was kidding. There, no, I, like nineteen. I, I think uh, turn of the century. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's um, you see, this multi-level marketing is a is a real thing. I mean, it's a it's a it's a model. It's a scheme. It's got a, a plan. It's got a, a structure, policies, rules, and so on. It's like a magic act. You know, you, you don't play around with the magic act. You do it exactly the same every time. And multi-level marketing is like that. Whether it's called Avon or Herbalife or Amway, they're all essentially the same. Mm. They operate exactly the same. Now, that model got invented in the United States, 1945. It never existed prior to that. One reason in the past there weren't so many of these things, you need cash and credit usually. And prior to World War II, most people lived in small towns, they were farmers, they didn't really live on a lot of cash. So the idea of somebody coming up with a scheme for you to sell something and recruiting friends, it, it, there really wasn't an infrastructure for that. But after the war, millions and millions of people were looking for work and were all these uh, you know, marketing became much more important and selling become became much more important than it ever was in the past. But that's when it got it, it got invented. Amway was a spinoff of that first one. What was the first, first product? 
uh, it, it was a vitamin pill. All right. mm. Yeah, Neutralite vitamin pills, and it, which had alpha available in cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a uh, it was vi- it was vitamin pills, and and actually uh, supplements and vitamins are still the mainstay of that whole uh, business uh, schemes. Uh, there are and hundreds and hundreds of them, and most of them sell these uh, alternative med- medical or health health products. Amway was a spinoff of that. The two guys that founded Amway worked for 10 years at the first one, and they just defected, took a big chunk of the sales force and started up a duplicate scheme, and uh, Amway, and th- it has proliferated like that. And Amway's uh, cleaning, and- cleaning products? I don't know. Is it cleaning it's, products? It, it's its original product was uh, laundry soap, right. and now it sells a catalog of products as big as a you know a, a major phone book. And, so and, and uh, that has to be legal. It's been around for a long time, right? So that's legal. Well, the government the- tried to shut it down in 1975. Uh, it was declared illegal. The Federal Trade Commission considered a pyramid scheme, endless chain fraud, and four-year case. And at the end of which a, uh, an admin, uh, a judge said it wasn't the pyramid scheme, the FTC could have, could have declined that judgment and continued, but they accepted it. But just at that time, while mm. this was happening, um, Amway had very already strong political connections. Uh, their congressperson from their home district was Jerry Ford, who just happened to have become president of the United States when Richard Nixon resigned. While they were being prosecuted, they were actually able to hold meetings with Gerald Ford to talk about their case. So I think the, the verdict you would say is, is it legal? Well, it's, re- it's regarded and treated as legal by the government, yes. Mm. Um, are there, you know, there are a lot of people that would question that, whether it, it has a, uh, uh, whether that ruling was valid and so on, but for all practical purposes, treated as legal uh, by the government. And so, 45 to today, these schemes have spread, and now they're in over 100 countries, and they bring in almost $150 billion a year. And in the U.S., it's around $30 billion, and one in seven households in the U.S. Uh, are involved at any given time. On a one year. in seven? Yes. That's mental. <laughs> You're, yeah. And you're listening in the podcast right now, and you're sitting in your car, yeah. and you're going, no, 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 this one's different. <laughs> That's right. If, That's if, right. If you don't mind me asking, you said yours was, what was the product that you got gypped on? Yeah, so so the the scheme that I was involved in didn't have a product. It was that's why I called it a gifting scheme. The idea it had a story though, and you actually said that it has a product or a story, right? And that that's very true. This one had a story that this could work. That this and it was presented as a kind of whimsical game that everybody was playing. But in fact, it had these sort of metaphysical laws behind it uh, of prosperity and, and sharing, a sharing economy, non-competitive. I mean, it's total BS, but uh, it's a kind of new age BS, enough to divert people from just looking and getting a calculator out and saying one times eight times eight times eight. Well, wait a minute. I can't, I can't keep going. We'd run out of people. You know, if you go one, get five, and the five get 25, you, you can only go 13 more levels and you would exceed the population of the earth. But what, what was the story they told you? Like, what, what so do you the, mean? The story, the story, of course, diverted you from looking, from doing the calculator. So right. that's why I say when it ended, it was like you wake up and you go, why didn't I just do the math? Yeah. You know, what could they have said to me that caused me to not think? 
well, it was first dangling $12,000, remember this is a few years ago, mm. that you could get almost instantly. And then you could go back in and get another 12 and another 12. And when you went to the meeting, there were people who said they had done exactly that and pointed to the BMW out in front of the house that they had just purchased. And then their girlfriend comes and sports a diamond ring that she just was given. And so suddenly you're thinking, and the people around you look like you. They don't look like sleazy types. Mm. Uh, they, they, you know some of them. They're people you trust. Mm. So now you've, you've, they've introduced this idea of quick and instant wealth without really having to work just through your network of friends. People you trust are telling you it could work. There's a kind of metaphysical narrative that kind of sounds good, positive, uplifting, inspiring. And so you do it. But what you've done is you've how do you how, how do you get out? You just cut your losses. Is there like like getting out of a cult? Is there a way to get out? Do you just go? Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. buying any more things. You know what I always think about too is because I hear all these ads on the radio now is um, timeshares, and there, there's ads now. Are you stuck in a timeshare? I used to be in a timeshare. Why are you pointing? Is someone in a timeshare? Because Louise, Louise has a timeshare. You own, you're in a timeshare, Louise. I got I got out of it, but it was a really bad one. He got duped. <laughs> you you would think you would think you get like attracted to the good hotels. Mine was the Holiday Inn Desert Resort. <laughs> so pathetic. Yeah, Desert yeah. Resort. Where's that? I mean, they have a lot of locations, but I went to Vegas. Oh, uh, you you had the, the so you couldn't just buy a hotel room in Vegas. There was none that you could a get. Hotel. So, I mean, so you had to go get like one where you could have it two weekends a year. And then yeah. I, I would get access to all these holiday in locations. And obviously it doesn't sound good. My timeshare has bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> now the way I saw it, it's like, I, I give them my $200 in the beginning. I'm going to get out easily. I'll get my $200 back. That's what they say at the end of the presentation. Yeah. You got your money back. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, yeah. Uh, one in seven. There you go. <laughs> There's only five and, of us and, in and here. And did, you, did, you, did you ever enjoy your timeshare? Was there a moment where you're like, this is good. This is, I like this. I mean, I guess I didn't officially have it, but um, I know my dad has a timeshare right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've we for sure lost money. But, but, I mean, we do. We do take advantage. Yeah, there's that tone. You're taking things out of it. <laughs> a holiday in time. Yeah. It does have a continental <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a Motel 6 time share. <laughs> I, I started with $10 and they gave, they gave it to me back. Uh, yeah. yeah they, felt, they felt sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you're the only person who's ever bought in. We can't morally do this. Yeah. So in the case in the case of a timeshare, you, you had to get out. You, you want to sell it, right? You got to sell it, which becomes not so easy. Um, in the case of multi-level marketing, though, the hook is not that you're stuck financially necessarily. You're not spending a lot of money per month, and you could just walk away. The hook is more psychological, mental, and that's why, um, you know, the scheme I was in didn't even have a product. A product is, as I said, like the cheese on the mouse trap. It's it's part of the lure, but this scheme didn't even have that. But it had that narrative, that story. And that ultimately is what pyramid schemes are about, is to lure you into a make-believe world, a world in which all you have to do is get a few people who get a few people, and everybody on the chain can make money. That's the fallacy, fundamentally, of it. If they can lure you into that fantasy world, you become almost psychologically addicted. And I 
have people come to me all the time who whose spouse is can't get out. They're stuck. They're spending more and more. They want to mortgage the house. They want to run up the credit card uh, and they believe they're going to make money. They can't ever quite let it go right so because it's, they it's, yes it's like gambling they, 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 they it's they, similar they, yes. they're not going to leave the table right they're not going to leave the table until they've won their money back and there is and there are a few steps away from making the profit and that type of stuff is there i, I hate to say this because I, this might encourage people to do it is there a model where you can go in give you 1200 bucks get your 20 grand and then leave that week or or is there is there no way to do that in the scheme that I was in, which was so many years ago, which is, they're still all around, they call it gifting schemes. You could do that if you managed to get in early. Right. But you're right? still screwing somebody over. Right. You're oh, yeah, still yeah, yeah. stealing yeah. the money from somebody yeah. and you're still deceiving them, which Kelly, to your point, the phone call or the Facebook invitation. See, there's the first clue. There's a lie right at the beginning. Right. Hey, why are you calling me? Why are you? To have coffee, to catch up. Yeah. I haven't seen you. No, it's going to be a financial hit. Right. That's they want to hit on you financially, and so there's the clue. It begins with a lie, and the lies only keep piling up after after that. Well, and Jim mentioned and, cults earlier, so it's the same type of recruitment yeah. process for cults. You, that's this promise of you know we're gonna we're do-gooders who want to make the planet a better place. Blah blah blah. You go in for this message. And then all of a sudden you're recruiting people underneath you and now you have sex slaves. Like oh, that's when, right. When, yeah, when, that I, when I was 18, I worked as a bartender um, in this sort of uh, club, like a private club type of thing, right? And I worked as a bartender and I used to have to do once a week, I used to have to do this breakfast. And then I used to have to go there in the morning and just get, hand them their bloody bagels and all that type of stuff and coffees and all that type of stuff. I'd get there at 6 a.m. and the shift was over at 9, a, at 9 a.m., right? And this, this breakfast was for a motivational speaking group where they all like joined together and they go, I'm alive, I'm well, I'm happy, I'm this. And they do like a little dance at the beginning. And it was very Tony Robbins, the whole thing. And so I used to remember I used to have to wear a bow tie. I was always hung over. <laughs> I was wearing me bow tie at 6 a.m. And there was, a, there, was a, there was a woman there. And I say woman, she was probably 25. But I thought, you know, 18, she could have been 100. You know, I was yeah. 18, right? So, so, and she was quite attractive. And she, she, she was talking to me once afterwards. I was like, I think this girl likes me. Right? And she goes, she goes. I think you're a clever young man. I'm like, I am a clever young man. <laughs> like this. And she goes, I think that you. And then she goes, Hey, how about we have lunch sometime? I was like, I would love that. <laughs> right? right. So she was yeah, like, yeah. I thought I was going to. And then she goes, Meet me down at the harbour or whatever, like at this this boat docking area. I was like, Oh, I'd rather be a fancy restaurant. I didn't have much money. I was thinking, I hope she's paying. She's, <laughs> motivational business person right she takes me down i can't even remember what the product was and then i go on this guy's boat and now i'm like all right it's getting fucking weird now all right it's just me i'm 18 it's me this woman and this old bloke with a boat and he goes and he starts going you like this boat and i'm like it's a nice boat sir yes nice boat <laughs> then he's like one day you could have a boat like this and i go i very much would like a boat like this <laughs> And then, like, I think I signed on to something, but it was just like I didn't give any money or anything. And then I just kept on, like, I didn't have a mobile phone back then, so no one could really reach me. <laughs> you just disappeared. You know, they were just ringing my mum all the time. 
I feel like I, as you're saying the story, something was happening inside me where I'm like, I think I did something, not that exact thing. But she was, was a like, heavy set woman with an American accent and a no, wig. No, I just remember now somebody trying to get me to buy something or do something. And then I've kind of agreed, but I did never did it. And it was like, they kept bothering me. And then I just, they, I, they, I lost interest. I just yeah. avoided it. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. avoided it. And went, I can't oh, remember yeah. now. I'm going to have to like go to therapy and talk about this. Yeah. I feel like you have to be one of those personality types, too, that likes the enthusiasm and stuff like that. Like the idea of going to an adult pep rally to me is like a nightmare. Well, I thought that I would I was going to get sex out of the whole thing. Right. And so I was just like, OK. And then yeah. the guy with the boat. I was like Chris Hansen on the yeah. boat. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's going and then on? when I rocked up and the guy was it wasn't it? I've got to be honest with you. Not a great boat. <laughs> like it was a boat. You know, no one I knew owned a boat. Yeah. But it, it had a table and chairs and it was big enough for that type of boat. Oh, so it was a big boat. It was a big it? boat. Yeah, yeah, it was a big boat. And it was. And was it his boat? Or was it just, I don't know. Commandeering someone's boat. It might have just been a <laughs> guy that hangs boat. down at the docks. <laughs> Some guy walks up. What are you doing on my boat? Right, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> I can't remember what the product was. And I had another one with the. It was boats. With, with the <laughs> I had another one with the Amway where a guy. I was studying musical theater and stuff like that. And then there was a guy. I, I had a small job. I had a small job singing in the chorus of of the Australian opera one summer, right? I did Romeo and Juliet. I did a, I did a version of it like that, right? No, not many people know that about me. I did that anyway. So I was I was in this and then there was like this guy who was like a professional opera singer who was like a lead in the opera. And I was like, and he's like one of these fat guys who sang and blah, 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 with the fucking horns in his head and all that shit. He had the whole lot going on, this Pavarotti looking cunt, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes to me, he goes to me, oh, I want to talk to you. I see something in you. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm going to be Pavarotti. <laughs> he tried to sell me Amway. And then I had to work with the guy for another six weeks. And it was, every day was so awkward. Yeah. He kept on asking, are you in? Are you in? And I'm like, oh. I'll go thinking about it. <laughs> wow, so you that's, that's, happened to that's you a, a classic story. That's Twice. a classic MLM solicitation. Yeah. Just like that, where they leverage their work relationship or sometimes family relationship. And then you're sort of pressured. I mean, how, how do you say no? Because yeah. you still got to live with this person or work with this person. So it, it insinuates itself right into the fabric of life, which normally businesses kind of put off you know, to the side. Normally, we kind of keep space between life and commercial life. And, wow. But this one moves right into, right into where you live and work. Oh, people do it to their family. I just thought mm -hmm. about that. That sucks. <laughs> people do it to their family. Yeah, that's why you have all that Tupperware. Your mom sold it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't imagine calling up my cousins and going, oh, I got this idea. I buy on a comedy club and then mm -hmm. people are going to show up. I, I don't need $3,000. Actually, that's a right. real business. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked Jim what some notable pyramid schemes were. He said Amway, Avon, international phone cards, weight loss products is right there. I, I said there was one in the news now, uh, the, the Nexium. It's pronounced Nexium, right? Yeah, Nexium. Cool. Yeah. With, uh, with, um, What's his name? Keith Raniere. Yeah, Keith Raniere. You're familiar with that, Jim? Are you following that? Is Nugenics one? I, I'm not sure. The one with Frank Thomas? Yeah, I, I, I like that because it's like my real name, Nugent. 
I think that's the vitamin I should I take. think it's just a product you sell. I don't think I, I don't know about if Eugenics is one. I think I feel like having a product named so closely to Eugenics yeah, is not a, bad a good idea. Enough. Yeah, Eugenics. Come and like, take Eugenics. Yeah, there, there's a there's a black guy on the commercial, and every time he's saying that, it's my Frank brain, Thomas. He's okay, a baseball yeah, he's player. A yeah. baseball okay. so, but my brain goes, why is he talking about Eugenics? And then I realize it's Eugenics, yeah. and I'm like, this, the nobody that, thought that, this through. That, yeah, that's it's very bad. At, at the end of the podcast, he goes, and she'll thank you in the bedroom. So it's like. We get it. All right. I was like, um, so the Nexium, it's been in the news because the heir to the Seagram fortune was a follower of the cult leader who branded some of the oh, women Nexium, followers. Nexium, that whereas, guy. Yeah, whereas sex slaves, an example. Are you familiar with this story? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Very familiar with it. In fact, this guy, uh, Keith Ranieri, uh, was notorious for suing anybody that questioned what he had done. And he went after one of these uh, cult uh, uh, experts, ex, you know, uh, cult, a person that helped people get out of cults, sued him relentlessly. So I, I was very familiar with the scheme. It was a multi-level marketing scheme also. And it's another example of how you don't really need a product. He claimed he had secrets to total enlightenment. So right. you, you sort of took his course, you paid money, but part of the way you... Uh, um, uh, made money from this enlightenment that you received is you brought in other people to do the same who would do the same and so on. So it is a, uh, which, which only goes to the heart of the question too. We talk about products and I said, they're really just the, the cheese on the mousetrap. Hmm. The mousetrap is a psychological trap at the end of the day. It is a make believe world in which money can be gained through this, uh, fantasy of endless uh, transfer of money. You know, five, 10, 25 give money to five, five give money to one, and so on, that that could go on forever. That's make believe, can't work mathematically, not sustainable. So it's a fantasy. So the idea is to convince people that it could work. And you do that by very sophisticated techniques. But one of them is to convince them just that the rally you were at, Jim, mm. is really the message is you can do anything if you believe it. You can do anything. There's a secret to success and it's all in your head. And I can teach you this. And if you know, and once you learn it, you can be anything now. And the only reason you're a waiter is because you haven't learned this secret. Right. Right. So whatever you are, it's never enough because you don't know the secret, but this course, this program will teach you that. And if you buy that, that, that reality can be just created so by it, believing. It is very close to religion, right? Very close to how religions yeah. work. Because I, I, I did a Scientology um, personality test mm. one time in Perth uh, before I was, oh no, I was a comedian at this stage. I was about 22, 23. And um, and I did it because I was just bored. I was walking around the city and they were offering personality tests. And I, I, I'm an atheist and I thought, oh, let's see what this garbage is all about. Like, uh, and I, they didn't catch me, but they brought me in and I sat down there and then they started asking me very simple questions like blue or red. And I was like, oh, blue. And then, <laughs> I, then I answered another thing and I answered this question. I answered that question. I answered this question. I answered that question. Then at the end, the guy looked at the, at the results of, uh, on the paper and he just counted something up and then he went, this can't be right, oh, right? God. He went, this, this can't be right. And then he went, oh, just, just wait there. And I'm sitting there in the room like this, right? <laughs> he brings in another person and goes, 
yeah, that, that is right. That's the score or whatever he said. Then the other bloke was shocked as well. And so the first person leaves now. The other bloke sits down and he goes, oh, I normally don't come in for these, but I have to talk to you. You are a genius <laughs> <laughs> of the highest level. And I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> like that, right? They go, the problem with your genius is it's completely untapped. Yeah, got to buy these Yeah, it's completely untapped and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, so what, I walked away knowing it's a scam, but also knowing that I'm a genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to untap it in my own way. Oh yeah, you didn't buy the box. Though. No, no, no. Yeah. Basically, just a bunch of people. And getting they didn't actually. Like they didn't actually test you. You know, yeah. that's that's the, that is the solicitation from Scientology. I, I, you, I bring, think... you bring you bring them in, and then you go through the motions of claim as if they would know how to test somebody's personality. They don't. And then I think they I spelled my name thing. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. they're just on Facebook looking at stuff. Like, yeah, anyways, uh, blue, red, red. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's it, the, the whole production of bring the other bloke in it's like it's like when you're trying to buy a car and then yeah. the other it's car exactly salesman yeah. comes in and goes yeah. wait we can't do it at this price oh no taking a bath all right you do, do the boss is gonna be mad get out of here yeah yeah it's exactly the same and it is also uh, kelly this is the equivalent to hey kelly let's have coffee we haven't seen each other in 10 years yeah. right yeah. it's the same thing it's the lure but no this one offers a personality test right yeah. you know yeah. so come and get a free personality test you know to it, everyone from the, high school if i haven't talked to you since then i don't want to now but so also a you. personality <laughs> test sometimes the tests must have come back asshole yeah <laughs> it's a personality test yeah well your personality is not good not good you're a hugely unlikable person um, but we can fix that we've answered but a we lot. can fix that yeah, we yes. can fix yeah. that. we've answered it, a lot of these like is there an increase or decrease and so oh the eight ball model i don't even know what that is i just asked the question what is the eight ball model it's not the shake it up is this a good investment <laughs> No, really no, the, the, the eight ball model is, is actually exactly the scheme that I described that I had uh, gotten into. And I said one is eight, but it actually works out this way. One at the top, two below, four below them, and eight at the bottom. So that's just like in the cue balls, right? So one, two, four, eight. So you recruit two and they recruit two each. And then when the last, when they get their eight, that money from the eight goes to the top person. And oh, then yeah. it splits down the middle. And now on one side, you have one, two, four, and they have to go get eight. And the other side has to go get eight. So eight gets 16, gets 32 and so on. And that's the, a classic model. Some of the multi-level marketing schemes use exactly that model. And they just overlay a product instead of give me $1,500. They say, you know, buy $150 a month for 10 months or something like that. Did you, did you remain friends with anyone in your eight, eight ball model? Did you, like, after you left, did you remain friends with them or was it, you just had to cut all ties? Um, in my case, I did. And I think I was a little anomalous this way. In fact, uh, these schemes destroy friendships left and right. As you can imagine, if I got you to give me $1,500, and I went and spent my $1,500 that you gave me and you don't get any money, we'd probably not be friends after that. Right. So it has a way of insinuating itself. It, it, it moves into and penetrates networks of friends and then ruins them by commercializing them. So it didn't happen to me actually, but I, do, I did know quite a few others who, who lost lost friends and, and what would you say like just like in a succinct like just a way that 
to tell people like, hey, if if you see this, this or this, you're in, probably in a pyramid scheme or something like that. Like what should people watch out for? I know you've, you've said a lot of stuff, but just kind of summarizing that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, there, there are a couple of clues right up the front. As, as soon as somebody tells you about an opportunity, great opportunity is, you know, that's a little odd on his face. Think about it. Who goes around offering opportunities? You know, people, you know, it, it is something a little suspicious about. Second one is they immediately tell you, you have to pay some money for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, well, normally that, that isn't the way things work. First, they tell you all about it. Then maybe you decide whether you would pay, but they want you to pay straight up. The, the third is usually they don't explain it very well. You don't get much information, but there's a lot of hype about it, that it's wonderful, it's great. The word exciting is all, always used. Almost right there, if you just did that, yeah. <laughs> right mm. from that, first, the, solic- the, the invitation was bogus. There's the first clue. Mm. Uh, second, they really haven't explained it to you exactly. And then they want you to pay money right off the bat. And that somehow they've got some secret opportunity uh, that, you know, and, and, and then they, they haven't really gotten rich yet, but they will. And, and so all of those together on, the, on their face, when you, when you say that, that this doesn't seem right, it doesn't seem right, right? It really isn't. I know there's this thing about if it seems too good to be true, it is too good to be true. But also these other things, if it's a little odd, it is odd. There's something off here. The, the big you know, I have this question asked to me all the time. How do you how do you get somebody out or how do you avoid them? And it always comes down to critical thinking, thinking, mm. you know, thinking. And if you just uh, do a little, you know, get your calculator, ask some questions, ask some hard questions about it. What they want to do is get you to not think. They want you to imagine, to believe, to uh, envision, visualize, and they will often ask you, "What would you do if you had a million dollars?" You know. Do they now? You're do they, thinking about that. Do they teach you, uh, for lack of a better word, do they teach you how to groom the people? Do they? Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. There's so, a, a script. Is a script just like a sales script? Like those guys at the Scientology office, they right. were all operating on a script. Right. Some of you know, some of them, like you said, they might say, you know, your personality's terrible, but we can turn that around to others you're a genius but you just haven't tapped into it yet so it's not doing you any good i gotta i gotta tell you i'm not a hugely famous person but i've been famous for about 10 years in in one form or another well one form and uh, (laughs) a couple different forms and uh you know i've been on tv and all that type of stuff they they never approached me since I've become successful. Scientology, they don't want me. <laughs> they, they didn't like your gun control. Every ben. every actor I know is going. Oh, have you been approached yet? I'm like, not yet. I'm wandering around out the front of the center. They never even call me in. They don't. They don't, they don't want me. Scientology. Um. All right. So this is a part of the show called Dinner Party Facts, where we ask our expert to. Uh, give us like uh, something that our, our listeners slash viewers can use if they're at like a party and the subject comes up um, or just something interesting. Um, so what do you got for us? Well, um, this is a little bit of uh, my interpretation of events, but I think it's little known fact. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump uh, was in multi-level marketing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. He was the most famous endorser and spokesman for multi-level marketing. He was associated with uh, his own, one given his name to, called the Trump Network, mm. 
went bankrupt in 18 months. And then he uh, associated with another one uh, called ACN, which is a big multi-level marketing scheme based in North Carolina. He was the endorser. He had them on his show, The uh, Celebrity Apprentice or the, the Apprentice, as a sponsor. And uh, New York Times revealed that over a 10-year period, he had gained at least $10 million in payments for giving these endorsements. But I think even the more interesting fact is that if you look at his career, he was never really a guy that was out touching and handling people. He was a celebrity. Uh, he was a wheeler dealer in, on, in real estate. He was a, a, a tabloid character. Right. But in multi-level marketing, they put him on the stage and he learned there to be the Moses, the Messiah, the man of the people the, who will deliver the common man into financial prosperity. That's where he learned it. So to be I fair, he did uh, touch and handle people, just not in the way you're talking about. <laughs> yes, but not not grab on a mass scale, pyramid. right? <laughs> not not on a mass scale. Grab, grab him by the yeah. pyramid. Oh, grab him. So uh, Donald Trump, if you look look at his rallies, uh, you'll see they look an awful lot like an Amway yep. rally. Right. I find it hard to believe that he'd be engaged in dishonest practices. I uh, yeah. That's... Do we have any proof? <laughs> was, his, was, he, was his university one? That feels like it. And, and the university was not multi-level, but it was the. It's also disappeared. And uh, th- those three entities, the ACF, the Trump Network, and the university, yeah. are part of a lawsuit uh, that victims have organized around. And they name all three of those as a, you know, evidence of a pattern of deception. So, yeah, they are linked together. But the, it were two multi-level marketings and Trump University. I've always, I've always liked that, that he, he brought out a vodka. And steaks. Yeah, well, he brought, with steaks, but he eats steaks. Yeah, he's yeah. never had a, had a lick of alcohol in his life. It he tastes it. best well done. Yeah, <laughs> Trump yeah. steaks. Yeah. Have it with ketchup. Yeah. Trump steaks. Oh yeah, that's what, I get your point. Like yeah, the yeah, vodka. He, he's like it's great vodka. He had, like, how do he you had know? vodka. He's never been a drinker, so yeah. he can't sell vodka. That's like me selling broccoli. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like broccoli. Right. Or bananas. I don't eat bro- bananas. I've yeah. never eaten a banana. I've never eaten a banana. And if I had Jim Jeffries bananas, well, these are the be, best bananas. Uh, it'd be weird if any celebrity had their own fruit or vegetable that they were selling. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, what you're really saying is I couldn't honestly yeah. endorse that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you, Robert. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Robert oh, Fitzpatrick. My pleasure. And uh, so if, you, if you have any ish, if you if something's happening in your life and you're worried about whether it's a pyramid scheme or a multi-level marketing scheme, um, go to is. go to the pyramid scheme alert dot org. Correct. That's your website. Yes. Yeah, so or the Facebook page for yeah. for the book. Facebook. Or, yeah. Everything. A lot of to know about it. Yeah. A lot of information on there. And the book is Ponzi Nomics, the untold story of multi-level marketing by Robert Fitzpatrick. Um, I also want to say real quick, please. Follow us at IDCAT Podcast on Instagram, and then you tell three friends yes. to follow us and right. then listen to the po- podcast. Share a MLM. clip in your stories and hey. get three people to share. Yeah, you have to tell people to listen to the podcast, and they have to tell friends to listen yeah. to the podcast, and then we'll yeah. all enjoy the podcast together. Yeah, yeah that's what the and podcast And you'll be is. rich. It's a pyramid podcast. But it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. Well, time. Yeah. <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen if you're at a party and someone comes up to you and says hey i haven't seen you for a while let's go for a coffee you go well i don't know about that <laughs> see you next time
everybody. Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against a shark if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us.